welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm Cascadian. Now, normally this time of year, I'd be attending the Great American Beer Festival, but unfortunately I couldn't attend this year's events. And as a part of my annual Great American Beer Festival episodes, the segment that I get a lot of feedback on is the one where we crunch the numbers of the beer industry for the year. So I thought I'd release this quick bonus episode so we can get a highlight of how the beer industry is doing in 2019. And I was very fortunate to connect on a call with the chief economist for the Brewers Association, Bart Watson. My name is Bart Watson, and I'm chief economist at the Brewers Association. And it's great to see you, even though we're talking on a VoIP call, because this has kind of become an annual thing. Unfortunately, I'm not at Great American this year, uh, but still want to talk to you because I kind of like these annual reviews of how is the industry doing. So general, let's start overview. How is the beer industry looking 2019? Well, I think it's harder to summarize in a single sentence than it used to be. Um, You know, when you looked at craft brewing four or five years ago, kind of everything was positive. The number of breweries was going up, share was going up, you know, growth was double digits. And so in that environment, basically every company was succeeding. And I think what we're seeing now is there's a little bit of a split personality. There's parts of the markets that are still thriving. Small local breweries, by and large, are doing very, very well. Um, we're seeing the number of breweries continue to rise, uh, you know, across North America. But at the same time, slowing growth, challenges in distribution means that, you know, not everyone is is feeling that growth equally. And, you know, certainly it's a more competitive marketplace than we've seen in the past, creating challenges for a lot of breweries. And last year we talked about like those major traditional big centers like Portland, Seattle, we were seeing breweries shut down there and not necessarily get replaced, but we were having breweries open up in smaller communities. Is that still a thing this year or is it kind of stabilized? I think it is still a thing. And, you know, it varies place by place. And anytime you're, you're talking about national trends, you're going to get some things wrong in certain localities because the dynamics really are locally based now with with so many breweries and and so many of them operating locally. But, you know, we're still seeing places where that that opening and closing rate is closing together. You know, Michigan's another example um, outside of places like Seattle or, or Portland that I think are a little bit better known. And we're still seeing that, you know, there are people interested in opening, maybe in different localities than traditionally they would have opened, you know, more rural settings or, or places that don't have a brewery. But the trend toward, you know, some breweries not being refilled is is continuing. And um, I think that shows the overall competitiveness in the marketplace. And so with that, um, I guess the number should have asked, how many breweries are we uh, now at like what's 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 their number? Uh, you know, I, as of this moment, it's probably somewhere around seventy seven hundred breweries nationally. You know, we're still on pace probably for around a thousand breweries to open um, in the U.S. You know, Canadian numbers are going to be scaled by population. Canada actually has very similar per capita trends in almost every regard: total number of breweries, openings, closings to the U.S. But in the U.S., we're going to see about a thousand breweries open this year, um, and we'll probably see somewhere around three hundred closings. Those are a little bit harder to track in real time, but uh, we continue to see that percentage rate of closings holds steady at about 3% of the breweries that are active. So what was the main challenge then from the numbers perspective for the brewing industry this year? You know, I, I think it's a big numbers challenge that there's still a lot of growth out there. We'll probably hit a million barrels of growth in the United States. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's about a half percent of the U.S. beer market. But that's now being split between those 7,700 breweries. So that per brewery growth rate is a lot slower, a lot smaller than it was in the past. Um, so that's the real challenge is not the growth opportunity as a whole, but it's the growth opportunity on an individual company level when all of that growth is getting sliced up in so many ways. And I'll steal and do a second part too. I think the you know the second number that's challenging is is that so much of that growth is accruing to the newest breweries and direct at the brewery sales. 
Um, so they're real challenges to breweries that are building their business model on, on broader distribution at the moment. And then feeder industries, we were seeing some growth. Is there still a lot of growth in the feeder industries or is that also kind of slowed down? I think it's slowed a little bit. Um, you know, the closing rate hasn't gone up that much, but there's, you know, growing secondary market, for instance, for equipment. And I think I should clarify there, like like feeder industries being like the grain hops, like just, just general supplies of how beer gets made. So, yeah. Exactly. And I, I think we saw a lot of those industries experience some of the same challenges that the brewing industry did overall that, you know, four or five years ago when, when things were booming, a lot of those industries built out a lot of capacity. And while we've still seen growth, a lot of it's been from very small breweries, so they haven't maybe used all of that capacity. You know, demand for hops, demand for malts, demand for materials continues to grow, but it might not be growing at the rate that those supplier industries expected. And so that sometimes creates oversupply. Sometimes it just means adjustments. So I, I think they're, you know, experiencing the industry the same way breweries are, where there are still opportunities, but they're fractured. You really have to be hitting the right mark. And, you know, some companies are struggling in that environment. Best state this year, overall performance. Uh, who, who would who would that be? That's a great question. I mean, we're still seeing a lot of growth in in the big population states that, you know, per capita wise, we're, we're fairly behind. So Texas, Florida, New York, you know, they're still seeing a lot of breweries open. They're still seeing a lot of growth. You know, we see growth all over the country still. So that that opening rate still fairly evenly distributed based on, on the patterns we've seen in the past. But um, in absolute terms, it, it's really being driven by, you know, the biggest states. And a lot of them are still posting pretty strong numbers. And then the Pacific Northwest, how are those numbers? Do they compare like in line with the rest of the country or is, is it kind of a unique case out here too? I think the Pacific Northwest is, you know, the, the canary in the coal mine to a certain extent. Um, it's always had per capita levels of production and breweries that are higher. And so we are seeing a little bit slower growth in, in number of breweries, in production growth in the Pacific Northwest than we're seeing nationally. And that makes sense. I mean, you've got markets in the Pacific Northwest where you know, craft is the dominant player. It's got 30 or 40 share of the market. That's a plurality of the market. It's it's bigger than, you know, the large brewer shares when you take it collectively. Obviously, individual firms aren't. And so that creates, you know, challenges to grow those marketplaces because you're growing off such of a large base already. So I would say generally the Pacific Northwest is ahead of everyone else in terms of absolute numbers and now lagging everyone else a little bit in growth numbers. All right. And if somebody was to be going through the process now of opening a brewery, is there anything like you, know, you can't really give direct advice, but what are some things that um, that those new breweries should really look out for? I think any new brewery just really has to think about where they fit in this marketplace. Can you actually bring something new? And you know, there pl are plenty of opportunities in lots of places still. So I'm never going to discourage someone who's passionate about this, who, who thinks they, they see an opportunity in the market. But, um, you know, I think they have to take a cold hearted look at where they're going to fit in the marketplace. Can they differentiate? Can do they do something different? You know, there's a lot of choices. You know, let's take a, a Seattle or a Portland or a Vancouver. There's lots of great beer in those cities. Um, so beyond the you're going to be new, you're going to get that first year where people want to try you because you're the new kid on the block. But in year two or three, what are you going to do that makes you stand out, that makes somebody spend their hard-earned money, go into your place, as opposed to the other brewery that's going to open the year after you? And then beyond that, you know, when you look at brewery closings, there's a lot of reasons breweries close. A lot of them are challenges of any small business. Just running a business is hard, you know, whether it's a brewery or, or any kind of service business or manufacturing business. But I would say the debt levels, you know, really think about how much money you need to raise. And if you don't need to raise 
a ton of money to build a shiny new brewery, you know, debt levels and cash flow are the things that get breweries into a lot of trouble. So that's where you should spend, you know, a couple of, you know, extra hard hard nights, you know, going through the business model, really thinking about that capital need, because that's where a lot of breweries get themselves in trouble when they borrow more money than they need and and can't have the cash flow generated to meet those debt levels. And then uh, we're recording this before the Great American Beer Festival. Uh, how are those numbers looking for uh, participation again this year? Has has it grown or? Is it, is it holding uh, steady again? <laughs> I'd say holding steady. You know, we're fairly capped by space. Um, you know, I figured what the final brewery number is going to be, but, you know, somewhere between seven and 800 breweries, you know, we're going to fill the Colorado Convention Center. Uh, we're going to have, you know, nearly 4,000 beers. Um, so pretty, pretty steady. Um, the competition has grown. Uh, we're seeing lots of brewers more interested in the competition, I think, than, than in the past. Partly that's a numbers thing. There's more breweries. So, um, if the same percentage of them are interested, then that goes up. But I think breweries also recognize the value of something like that, getting a critical feedback on your beers. You know, if you need to stand out and make sure you're making great beer, the GABF judges are as good as they come. Um, and two, the recognition that, you know, getting a medal can be one of those things that gives you a little edge in the marketplace. So, you know, we're seeing festival hold pretty steady, mostly based on space constraints. And and I do think it's, you know, it's a challenge for brewers to, you know, send people across the country to to take that week. Um, so don't want to diminish the the costs involved for the brewers and the competition continues to see, you know, increases every year as people are more interested in and in getting their beers judged. All right. And then uh, what what is a favorite beer of yours you're drinking at the moment? Um, you know, great question. Um, <laughs> this time of year, I always love uh, the fresh hop beers. We can mm-hmm. we can open the can of worms, whether you should say fresh hop or wet hop. Uh, but for fresh hop beers, you know, to me, you're the the true seasonal beer. You get them once a year. They come in. Uh, one of the things I always love, too, is watching them come in with the harvest. So you can, you know, the, the ones that are the early harvested ones are going to be the first one to hit shelves. Um, so I'm seeking those out. You know, I try to steer away from naming individual beer names, but I, I did have a field to ferment um, last night. So that's always one of my favorites from from Fremont. Um, but there's lots of breweries that do those. And if you have one on tap, that's probably what I'm gravitating to right now. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, best of luck with the whole week that's about to hit for uh, Great American. Wonderful. Thanks for having me again. Big thank you to Bart for his time. Uh, we recorded that just before the Great American Beer Festival. So lots of prep going on that week before the event kicked off. And hopefully I can attend the Great American Beer Festival next year. Really looking forward to it. If you enjoyed this episode or think uh, you know somebody that could really find this information useful, why not share this episode with them and make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening to this bonus episode. Really do appreciate your time. And until next time, remember, support your local.